The Xbox Series S strategy has failed, and this is not coming from me, but none other than Windows Central. An article recently coming out, and more and more of the reality of the Xbox console is settling on fans of the platform. I have said for a very long time that the Series S was a self-made Trojan horse. I was called a hater. I was called a Sony pony for simply stating what appeared to me to be obvious, especially as somebody who bought a Series X and was a fan of the platform. Now we have an article from Jez Corden outlining what he sees as a crisis facing Xbox. And as I read it, I could not help but feel so much of it sounded very familiar. It also highlights the continued divide between Xbox and PlayStation with console total sales. Now, I put all of the good information here at the beginning of the video, so you don't have to go searching for it. These are live streams. It's why the video is so long. I do an opening monologue, and then I discuss it with the audience. If you like this kind of content, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on my live shows. Now more than ever, it is clear that the Xbox Series S strategy from Microsoft has failed. The Series S was, for many, a surprise after all of the Project Scarlet and Series X marketing. Now, big fans of Xbox are starting to see it as a growing problem. Much of the concerns that I have about the Series S were recently echoed in a Windows Central article from Jez Corden. The very strong sales of the PS5 seem to be the catalyst for the article, so that will be a part of this coverage and discussion. So first, I want to walk through the article and just see what he said. Why does Jez feel that the crisis facing Xbox is hardware and not games? Now, right before I jump into the article, there is one thing that just hit my feed worthy of note this morning. A new interview with Baldur's Gate 3 devs, and his statements I thought were very, very telling. Second, I want to consider the role that the PS5 Pro is going to play this generation. This comes up in the article. I've got my own thoughts about what the PS5 Pro is going to do. Many think that it is a waste of time. Many think that it's not coming, but I can assure you that it is, and I think it's going to play a significant role in the divide between the Xbox and the PlayStation with respect to sales. Lastly, we do need to consider the total sales of the PS5. The divide between the consoles and the saturation in the market continues to be undeniable, and I don't think this is good for the consumer to have somebody winning so handily with respect to their actual saturation in the market. And you can blame Sony on their third-party deals for this. This actually is far more the results of Microsoft's own strategy and their own approach to hardware distribution. Many thinking they might get out of hardware. I'm not really sure. It's not really the gist of the article, so let's dive in here. The Windows Central article uh, is, is, I think, very, very important. But before I get to it, okay, I wanted to pull out some quotes from an interview with Larian Studios about Baldur's Gate 3 in the Series S. On the podcast Friends Per Second, one of the hosts asks about the Series S. Now, they set the stage by saying that they see the current gen consoles as the Series X and the PS5. So they made no bones about it. They're like the current gen consoles are the Series X and the PS5, sort of excluding the Series S from the discussion. And they asked the following. Do you think Microsoft having this kind of in-between model and then demanding that features be equal across both is kind of holding back development of games and we're not truly going to get the next gen until Series S is left behind? Now, it's a very loaded question, okay? I think it's a fair one considering the dev just got done saying that 
split screen co-op takes a lot of memory and this is why they're having issues right they've they're on record saying they're gonna have to make compromises to get that to work xbox engineers have been sent to try to help to get this game to run on the series s now keep in mind my coverage of this when it hit i was told that i was being a hater that i was just making things up when it first became clear Baldur's gate 3 was not landing on xbox i said the only thing you could blame in the room is the series s i was told i was wrong and as this is unfolded it's been crystal clear that from the very beginning that's exactly what the cause of the issue was now when she says this okay <laughs> about leaving behind the S, he immediately says, but they're not going to leave Series S behind. Okay, He doesn't waste any time saying this. He knows firsthand about this. He knows you can't leave Series S behind. He talks about saturation in the market and how there's more Series S's in circulation. So if you're going to Xbox, it kind of makes sense you got to hit the S. And that's not necessarily important. What I think he says after that, though, is important. He says, quote, That basically means that you know what you're going to be able to do on the Xbox Series. Essentially saying, the Series S and its limitations, you know what you're going to be able to do over there. Because you have to get it to run on the Series S. It's undeniable. You can't skip it. There's more Xboxes in circulation with the Series S in this generation of console. And he then says, what you have to do then as a developer or publisher is decide, will I be on the platform, yes or no? Now, this is a huge backdrop to everything Jez Corden talks about because really consider what he just said. He just said that a huge deciding factor in devs and publishers coming to the Xbox platform is the Series S. Why? Because he said, that's that's the thing that's going to set what you can do. And according to him, that limitation defines the machine. That's a quote from him. It defines the machine. So that machine is defined by its bottleneck. And it is now one of the deciding factors about whether or not developers and publishers will come to the Xbox platform. Now, keep this in the back of your mind. As we're reading through Jez's article... I've got snippets and quotes from this thing. I couldn't believe what I was reading. I was like, this is so much of what we've been saying for well over a year now. I feel like I've been saying this stuff for two years, okay? Many were disagreeing with his title and his byline, so let's just start there. He says, Xbox's biggest crisis right now isn't games, it's hardware. And then the byline was, the PlayStation 5 is on track to outsell Xbox 2 to 1 again. Now, some pushed back on this. Likely, they didn't read his article. I thought it was well-written and well-argued. They said, well, good games are how you drive hardware. Now, I I certainly agree with that, okay? I do think some of the article has its sights on something that is bigger and far more problematic. I don't think you can solve the problem with just, hey, a bunch of great games right now because they didn't make enough Xboxes, and I'll get to that in a moment. He opens by saying, even with the Activision deal likely to close, it, quote, might be too late to make a big impact. And I have to agree with him. Like, it, it's not really going to matter in the in the context of hardware sales, okay? Keep things in context here. It might not make an impact on hardware sales. They're so far behind landing Activision Blizzard. By the time they can really start trotting out the value of that deal... It's going to be too late. This generation is already handedly going to PlayStation once again. Now, he shows the giant disparity 
between the PS5 and the series consoles right now. Quote, Today, PlayStation revealed that its PS5 has sold 40 million units. That essentially puts the PS5 at a 2-to-1 advantage against Xbox. But perhaps the split is even worse than beneath the surface. So at the end of 2022, I remember debating this with people, and I said, look, 2023, if you look at the charts, it looks like PlayStation's going to end up in a 2 to 1 ratio. I said, "There's, I don't think this is going to slow down. I was told that I was wrong. There was like one month or one quarter or something where Xbox did better. PlayStation wasn't circulating as many consoles. They fixed some of those production issues, and now they're blasting, just absolutely blasting out of the gate. Okay, then he starts to take aim in his article at the real problem. It's not just the fact that you've, you're losing in a console sales saturation race. Now, some people say, well, there is no console war. This is all made up for fans and for people to make YouTube videos. That's not true. You have to consider the relationship market saturation of your hardware has to do with games and third-party developers wanting to work with you. It will have an impact on the market. This isn't some fabricated social construct. This is a real war going for ground. And if you don't have enough ground, you're going to have a really hard time getting third-party deals. There's a reason that the PlayStation 4 was able to really cement a lot of those deals, because it was saturating the market at higher numbers. Numbers even coming out showing that the PlayStation 4 continued to really gobble up a lot of the market, even when Microsoft had some of the Call of Duty exclusivity, and then those things changed hands. Now, on the Series S, he says the following, I noted in the intro that Sony has a 2 to 1 advantage over the Xbox Series X and S, but it's actually a little worse than that. Now, why does he think this? He says, I was quite bullish on the Xbox Series S strategy in the early days. On paper, it makes a lot of sense to have a more affordable SKU that can potentially target students, younger gamers, the gift market, and stuff like that. The Xbox Series S makes up a significant chunk of the Xbox Series X and S player base, although we don't know exactly how much now at one level i think a lot of people agreed with this okay i don't think he was off base thinking hey having a series s having a more affordable console you're really going to be able to edge into the market you're going to have a lot of people going to the store and seeing a playstation 5 at you know four and five hundred and they're going to see the series s and say oh i'm going to buy this instead so i think at one level he was correct and many people were correct to think that hey this may actually help xbox this generation especially when you watch the marketing promises that it would do everything the series x did just at 1440 resolution that video that we recently looked at that has been set to private by xbox those promises you can only be, you know, going off of the information you have at the time. So anybody that looked at those promises and then looked at the price point thought, man, this is going to make a huge difference for Xbox, okay? A cheaper next-gen box that could do everything the Series X could do, many people said, sign me up. They're like, oh, let me have one of those. But then the Series S is not delivering that at all, not even close to delivering the power of the Series X at 1440 resolution. Anybody glossing over that and waving a hand and saying, oh, people knew they were buying a weaker box, you're lying to yourself and to the public. The marketing was crystal clear. This thing was supposed to be as good as a Series X at 1440 resolution. That is demonstrably false. So that's leading to some of these problems. The reason Jez is not seeing that as a good strategy anymore is that it seems to have come at a cost for the Series X. Ultimately, he sees this harming relationships with third-party developers. As I said, you can claim this is some made-up console war. This will affect the market and where games land. This is what he had to say. For third-party developers, not only is developing for the Xbox Series S and X lineup more expensive, having to test and maintain two separate versions, 
versions, it also comes with poorer margins. Seeing you're obviously going to sell far less on the Xbox X and S, the S version will also showcase games at their worst, which is not something developers would want to ideally do, making it easier for PlayStation to land marketing deals. Time and time again, I tried to stress this point when the discussion came up. You're not just asking devs to do more work, which costs them more money, which hurts their margins, but they're doing it for the console that has less saturation in the market. So they're spending more money, harming their own margins to sell on a platform that doesn't have very good market saturation. Not only that, your game is going to end up in comparison videos and not look very good on the Series S. Any of those performance comparisons that are out and available right now just absolutely prove the Series S is lagging significantly far behind. Beyond that, the Series X has not been able to show off its power, and Jez agrees with me. I stressed this recently. I said, where where are the next-gen games? This is when I mistakenly said, well, Halo Infinite's not first party. I was trying to say, Halo Infinite's not next-gen. Where are the games they're going to show off the power of the Series X? Here's what Jez has to say. Much ado was made about the power gap between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X at launch. On paper, the Xbox Series X is, quote, more powerful than the PS5, but we've yet to really see that manifest into actual results. Outside of Gears 5 and Forza, Microsoft hasn't really produced games that are truly visually impressive generally. With the spectacular license we have seen out of games like Horizon Forbidden West and Final Fantasy 16, I would argue the comparison between them when you look at like next gen performance it's far more damning than like well we have Gears 5 and Forza and they have Horizon and Final Fantasy what about Returnal what about the Demon Souls remake what about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart what about Burning Shores DLC these are all very powerful showcases even the director's cut updates to Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding are impressive but if you're comparing the onslaught of next gen on one to the other it is incredibly lopsided three years in my series x has yet to deliver anything close to what my ps5 has and jez is good to point something out that has been disappointing about the series x he says additionally analysts like digital foundry repeatedly cite that the xbox series x versions of games having slightly worse performance than their ps5 counterparts really start to make you wonder about the series x claims that it's the most powerful on paper you could claim this is the Series S's fault. It's the problem child. It probably gets the lion's share of the attention from developers, which maybe means the Series X is not getting optimization love. It's not getting as much attention. We don't really know, but I, I'm hazarding a guess that the Series X is never going to emerge as the most powerful console in actual evidence. You can claim it all day long on stat sheets. The proof needs to be in the pudding. He then cites the problems that Larian is facing with Baldur's Gate 3 and how Halo drops split-screen plans as well. And he concludes that, quote, other developers have also complained about the console over the past few years. And as we heard deeper into, as we head deeper into this generation and games become more complex, it's going to become an ever-increasingly fraught issue. I've tried to make this case many 
times I felt like I was watching one of my own videos reading this. I was like, I continued to tell people this. Developers always push the envelope. Oftentimes, it is frustratingly done at the loss of solid performance. They love to push things. They love to push resolution. They love to push lighting and textures, and then your game doesn't run as well. That's what developers like to do. This makes the Series S strategy even more fraught with problems. We're three years in. And it is already a millstone around the Xbox console generation, in my estimation. Compounding this problem, Jez sees the existence of the PS5 Pro actually making things worse for Xbox. So he believes the PS5 Pro is real, and he's concerned about what's going to do to the current landscape and the divide. Quote, Sony doesn't have to deal with this skew disparity. Instead of trying to target the lower end market, Sony is instead plowing ahead with an even more powerful PS5 Pro, according to reports. Tentatively, based on my research, it seems that Microsoft is not going to have an answer for the PS5 Pro either, at least initially. The PS5 Pro will be more powerful and more expensive than the PS5 and Series X, potentially allowing for 60 FPS or higher frame rates without compromising 4K resolution. Now, I'm going to expound more on this in a moment because I think the PS5 Pro has a chance to stand very tall in the market for a variety of reasons. I might even do a show about just the PS5 Pro. I've got some ideas, okay? But here is how he sees it being tied to the Series S conundrum because you're like, well, what would the PS5 Pro have to do with the Series S? He says the following. We've already seen games struggle to hit 4K60 on the Xbox Series X and PS5, including Microsoft's own Starfield and Plague Tale Requiem last year. I'm going to zero in on this. I don't know why he's framing this. This has never been an expectation, but let's just continue to read the quote. 4K60 is not the struggle. That's not been any... There's almost no game citing that. They're not trying to hit that, okay? He says, Meanwhile, Microsoft is struggling to get current-gen games running on its cheap and cheerful Xbox Series S. That's a major problem that will only get worse as the generation follows the market leader, Sony, into higher-fidelity gaming. I, again, find the framing about 4K60 to be interesting because he includes Starfield. 4K60 has not been the goal for almost any of the first-party Sony titles. 4K30 is typically the goal, and then you have the option to run, like, 144060 on performance mode. And then there's, like, in-between, right? There's, like, you know, ray tracing mode with 60, and it's dynamic or whatever. Listen, I, Starfield doesn't offer either. It's Starfield's not struggling to hit 4K60. Starfield's not even trying to hit 60. They capped the game at 30. So, like, framing it as if, like, oh, Starfield's one of those poor games out there struggling to hit 4K60. There's not 4K60 games out there. There's not a goal to hit 4K60, okay? Now, outside of that odd framing, I'm not sure why he framed it in that way. I actually agree with him that current gen is struggling on the Series S, and the market will follow power and innovation. It will, it's not going to follow low cost, min spec, entrance level machine. Jez Corden's right on target there. The market's going to follow power. And PlayStation is seemingly leading that charge. He also sees cloud gaming as a large part of the blame here. In similar fashion, he claims he was very bullish about cloud gaming in the way he was bullish about the Series S, but he feels the focus on cloud gaming is part of the blame here. And this is part of the sales disparity in his mind. 
He says, much like the Xbox Series S, it seems that Xbox Cloud Gaming has been at the expense of the Xbox Series X. Microsoft hasn't really made any secret of the fact that Xbox Cloud Gaming is powered by Xbox Series X chips. One of the Microsoft's biggest issues since launch has been stock levels, which have been dismal since before the pandemic. After the pandemic, things still weren't great overall, despite the fact that Sony has, once again, plowed ahead and seen triple-digit year-over-year sell through this is where i do agree with folks who would push back and say great games would help sell consoles but the response and the rebuttal would be what does it matter if you're not making enough consoles if they would have had an absolute killer next gen award-winning halo would it have mattered if in the background microsoft's prioritizing cloud over series x production because if you were going to launch a crazy awesome next gen halo you'd want to have it being showcased on the series x you'd want to have that be a motivator to buy the series x this should make you question the fidelity the graphics and the power of all of the games coming out of xbox beyond now i'm talking hellblade i'm talking fable all those games you should be looking at them with a skeptical eye Now, more from Jez. He says, Microsoft now runs the risk of making PS5 the default console that everybody simply buys without a second thought. The console all your friends have, the ecosystem your family is in, and the platform with the big household name games you want to play. If he's right, if this reality starts to form, I believe it kind of already is starting to form, it will also affect where third-party companies devote their attention. And here is where I think he really lands the plane for why Activision Blizzard may be too late to change things. Keep in mind, I've been saying for a very long time the Series S will drive developers away, and that's a problem. I think Xbox knew that was happening more from Jez. Microsoft squandered Halo with perhaps some of the worst IP management in the history of gaming, leaving it propped up essentially by Forza and the racing game segment as its only real system seller. Of course, that could be poised to change with brands like Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, Doom, and Call of Duty about to align more closely with Xbox in the coming years, but it only matters if you actually have stock to sell. This is both scathingly accurate about Halo. I like his brutal honesty about Halo. I think too many people have done revisionist history about Halo Infinite especially. It was abysmally handled, okay? That game is in a terrible spot. Quit saying it's in a good spot. It's not. It's like 20-something on Xbox most played games, and that was two weeks after a brand new season started, okay? He's also honest about Forza. Forza can't carry, you know, the platform. That's just the racing segment of uh, the public, and that's not really going to drive consoles and he's pretty sober about the limited big opportunity for Activision with respect to the consoles themselves. You're not going to drive hardware sales if you're not making hardware to sell, alright? Beyond not having great console saturation, something Jez does not point out here is something that I recently argued. All that property, Doom, Fallout, Call of Duty, it all has to pay its dues to the Series S bottleneck first. That has to happen first. And that's another compounding problem facing Microsoft. Can you really show off the power of a next-gen Fallout or a next-gen Doom if you're having to deal with the Series S? Can you really show off a next-gen Doom that's not really going to look like that on the Series S? Let's say you show it off on a PC. 
let's say you showed off on the Series X and you want to stress that it's the most powerful. Well, most of your user base is on the Series S and they're not going to get that performance. That could be a nightmare for your marketing. Anything you try to show off as looking great or next-gen or powerful will essentially be a false promise to most of your user base. And those are titles, Doom and Fallout, that certainly benefit, I think, from a big next-gen push. Imagine playing a truly awesome next-gen Fallout. He does see, however, Jez does see Cloud as a dim glimmer of hope, but it reads like a pipe dream. Listen to the following quote. However, on the off chance, Microsoft can somehow truly crack cloud gaming, break the Google-Apple business model blocking duopoly, and circumvent the latency issues preventing it from being truly fun, they'll be better placed than most to take advantage. In the near term, the Xbox Series X local hardware install base is the real main problem. As I said, that reads like a pipe dream. He even knows it's it's an off chance. He's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to get through here to suddenly make cloud be really advantageous to Microsoft. As a Series X owner, okay, I recently tried to draw attention to this. I, I'm I'm in the market, okay, and an outlet like Windows Central telling it like it is, I think, is encouraging. And I really appreciated his straight talk about Final Fantasy 16 and the truth about pointing fingers at Sony is silly when it comes to Square Enix. The, the, the recent news about Final Fantasy 14 had some wonderful false framing from the folks at IGN about, oh yeah, Sony keeps all these games from coming. Well, Final Fantasy 14 didn't come to Xbox because Xbox didn't want crossplay. So do a little research. That's what you're supposed to do as a gaming journalist. And secondly, the situation with Final Fantasy 16 is not as simple as people are going to try to make it. Here from Jez, he says, Xbox fans have generally been angry at Square Enix and other big-name publishers for arbitrarily skipping Xbox consoles, but you have to see it from their point of view. Before I continue with with Square Enix's point of view, I've never seen anybody mad at Square Enix. Everybody blames Sony. Everybody says they're money-hatting. Everybody says they're paying to keep games off of Xbox. Nobody has the sense to see that Square Enix shops their very valuable product around for the best offer. Are you mad you're not getting Final Fantasy games? Well, talk to Xbox about their offers, about skipping Final Fantasy XIV because they don't want cross-play, okay? Talk to Xbox about their horrible decision to make the Series S, which means when you're making a game like Final Fantasy 16, you're going to look at that platform with a raised eyebrow and listen to the perspective that Jez offers about Square Enix. He says, If I'm Square Enix, notoriously risk-averse Square Enix, do I make two versions of Final Fantasy 16, one of which compromises the artistic vision for the underpowered Xbox Series S, only to have access to fewer gamers anyway? Or do I focus entirely on the PlayStation 5, with its single install base and its co-marketing exclusive opportunity with PS5 branding? And if I'm Microsoft, does it make good business sense to fund the development of the Xbox Series S version for Square Enix to make up the difference? Will enough people even buy the game on the Xbox Series X and S to make the effort worthwhile from a business perspective? It's almost like some of you are just now waking up from a coma and realizing what's happening. Yes, this is exactly the problem. 
Xbox has put themselves in a situation where you can't really justify funding Final Fantasy 16 because you fostered an ecosystem where people don't really buy games. You're always at the bottom of the percentage of sales, regardless even if you do a ratio of how many of their Xbox consoles are in circulation, a very low percentage of their user base buys games. You fostered an ecosystem of non-purchase with Game Pass. So now, you don't even really have a play. Are you going to spend the money to get Final Fantasy 16 to come to your platform? Well, you're going to lose money because Final Fantasy 16, if it doesn't want to go on Game Pass, means they're going to have to try to sell it, and you're going to have to try to sell enough copies to warrant that price. That's even if you can convince a developer to make that extra leap of work to make their game run worse on a Series S. Some of us have been arguing this since early 2021. Microsoft made it very easy to skip their ecosystem, and then they want to call foul when it happens. You buy Bethesda to stop it from happening further, right? You didn't want Starfield to go to PlayStation. They have likely harmed Starfield in the process, by the way, because they're having to squeeze it onto the Series S. I don't think that was going to happen. I think Microsoft sensed what was going on. The landscape of gaming was going to slant away from them, so they buy Bethesda to prevent it from happening. And then... I think that's what the Activision deal is about. You can keep saying Sony's making it hard on us. You made it hard on yourself. Nobody forced you to make the Series S. And as I've said ten times over, it's a self-made Trojan horse, sabotaging Xbox from the inside out. And Jez sees it as a potential problem for the vast majority of AAA companies. He says this, The vast majority of AAA publishers on the high end do support Xbox, even without the Xbox Game Pass deals. But as the gap widens between the platforms and the Xbox Series S lags further and further behind, the future is becoming more difficult to predict. I don't think it's hard to predict. I think it's easy. I think Microsoft predicted it. They bought Bethesda accordingly, and then they set their sights on the biggest purchase they could make. The last thing I will quote from Jez before moving on is something I agree with and many said at the time. Quote, Xbox lead Phil Spencer recently said that Microsoft can't out-console PlayStation during an interview. Maybe it can't, but does that mean it shouldn't even try? Absolutely not. I completely agree with Jez here. Why are you not even trying? The focus on cloud? Why did I buy a Series X? The proverbial towel feels like it's already been thrown in with respect to trying to get landscape hardware saturation. I said in previous videos that the next-gen console war was over, and it felt like Xbox didn't even really try. I was mocked for saying this, and and the $70 billion that they're spending was cited as like, oh, that's them trying, okay? Well, as the consumer and an owner of the Series X, I, I'm not seeing evidence of their trying. All I'm seeing is unsettling emails and victimhood posturing. If that's trying, then I'm not sure if I will ever get my money's worth out of the Series X. But, very briefly, okay, right here at the end, I do want to look at the PS5 Pro and the PS5 sales, I, the impact they're going to have on this this shaky house of cards. Okay, first, I want to point out three things that I think will happen with the PS5 Pro. First, the PS5 Pro isn't just aimed at consumers, it is aimed at developers, which will secondly widen the gap between the system with respect to game libraries. And third, this is all very well timed with PS5 sales. The PS5 just celebrated hitting 40 million sales, and according to IGN, overall, the current sales performance puts Sony in a good position to achieve its fiscal year shipment target of 25 million PS5s, and we'll know more in the next few months. 
Somebody's forecasting they're going to hit 21 million, but PlayStation's aiming at 25 million just this year. If they land anywhere near that target, they're going to sell as many PS5s in 2023. That's the total of like Series X and Series S saturation. They're going to sell that in one year. That's that's how far ahead they are in the lead. Now, for some perspective with PS5 Pro, the PS4 Pro released in November of 2016. According to Game Rant, the PlayStation 4 reached 50 million units in December. So just like the month after the Pro launched, PlayStation 4 was basically around 50 million units when the PlayStation 4 Pro launched. So the PS5 is on pace to have more base level units in circulation before releasing the PS5 Pro. If rumors are to be believed, if we're looking at like a late 2024 release, they'll probably announce it in summer of 2024. So they have all the rest of this year to hit their target of like 25 million just this year. And then they have all of next year to continue to saturate the market, which when they unify the SKU, the PS5 Slim, which probably isn't going to be a Slim, it's just going to be a unified digital one that doesn't have a disk drive. So then they can like make their production lines more efficient and then potentially maybe even lower the price for you. Prices are already lowering in some markets. That's going to enable them to hit those saturations. So they're actually going to have more PS5s in circulation when the PS5 Pro hits. Now, I cite all of this to land the plane. The Series S strategy has failed. It did not help close the gap with PlayStation. If anything, it widened the gap. And as a console, it is set to continue to be a wedge between the platform and developers, which in turn will drive consumers away because they're going to go where the games are. I've said it for years now, and I will say it again. The Xbox Series S is a self-made Trojan horse, and the reality is making landfall in slow motion. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. There was a lot there. I I thought Jez's article was extremely helpful. That's kind of the first thing I want to talk about. It was refreshing to see an outlet that is very typically pro-Xbox just kind of call it how it is. And I don't say this as an Xbox hater. I say this as someone who's been in the Xbox ecosystem longer than any other gaming system. Microsoft chose a path for the Xbox console that shattered the images and the promises that they sold me. And after seeing what it's doing to the market sales-wise, I think it is worrying. Having a default console, as Jez called it, that's not good for consumers. The second thing I want to say, a distant concern that I had is now a growing one. What about all the first-party property under Microsoft's umbrella? Forget about the Activision deal for a second. Let's just let's just forget about that. Look at all of the good property that Xbox currently has. Hellblade 2, Gears of War, Fable, Fallout, Doom, Hearing devs like Larian discuss the Series S makes me worried about franchises like this. They already have great property. They're set to get even more great property, and they gotta shove all of this through the garden hose that is the Series S. Conclusion. Much of what myself and many in the community, this community here that hangs out here at Reforge Gaming, many of what we said is now being echoed by more and more outlets, YouTubers, bloggers, and just Twitter in general. While at one level it's vindicating to see people come around to what we've been saying, it's also sobering. One, once those people that have been kind of holding out hope, they start to admit that the reality of what is happening, things tend to spiral down and fast. For now, the future of Xbox platform is a bit murky. 
Did they leave hardware? Did they purely focus on cloud and Game Pass? Neither of those seems strong enough right now to carry the brand. Regardless of where things end up, the failed strategy of the Series S is one that we all share as gamers, because it's affecting games launching now, and it will continue to for quite some time. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here a 34 minute show open i appreciate everything you guys do for this channel make sure and hit the like button if you haven't already if you're watching this as a past broadcast it's a safe for work broadcast it's basically like a uh, a video game radio show but i keep it safe for work so make sure and hit subscribe make sure and hit the like button we appreciate all you guys do for the channel we are trying to hit some big goals going into august with members and uh we're going to come in somebody's going to come in today and do like a hundred bomb because we hit like 2900 now we did dip down to like 2600 so if you're keeping track of our members the goals this month are like 3000 3500 and 4000 and we are well on our way there you guys gave us some really good padding on friday because i knew we were going to dip a bit over the weekend and dk beggar as always says i will kick things off he gifts a member and during the show open ghost in the garage gaming renewed and darth nihilus renewed for 19 months darth nihilus has a vip so let's start things off with the first gifted member goal of the day one out of 25 and don't forget there are other ways you can support the channel than membership just coming every day making sure you're subscribed making sure you're smashing the like button those are free ways to support if you're a coffee drinker check out reforgeroast.com or the links below that's mine that's not a sponsor i own this my wife and kiddos ship it to you it's got balanced acidity if you're like what's that try it out there's no bitterness it's incredibly smooth and it supports me and the fam Stone Spire with a $5 super chat tip says on the path we walk paths uh, I'm sorry paved in fact while pursuing the truth this community walks together incoming Stone Spire is going to take over the chat he owes us like 100 members it was his commitment this guy is crazy generous he's about he's about to go crazy so I want to know what you guys think though about this particular subject because the reason I so heavily quoted Jez Corden and Windows Central is I wanted it to come from somebody else okay I can sit here and tell you everything that Jez said okay everything that Jez said I could tell you that 10 times over and everybody would dismiss me call me a Sony pony call me a hater this guy writes for Windows Central he is very much in Xbox's corner and he's like this is not good this situation is now reached the level of a crisis another gifted member coming in from Joker Quinn and thank you for these renewals the doctor's office with 12 months good morning Lono and chat have a great day and enjoy the stream Kratos with a month of VIP absolutely love your content we need more people like you who aren't afraid to tell it how it is thank you and then 50 members from Stone Spire Stone Spire's about to go crazy and that's another gifted as well from Jordan Lanham he uh, he committed that if we got to 2900 he would do 100 members we're gonna have another banner day on the channel already at 53 you guys should try to undercut him and start hitting goals while he's doing his 50s you should definitely try to disrupt what he's doing with your own gifted members so while that's sort of taking over the chat let me just kind of talk about this situation okay I don't like doing series s shows 
Okay, there were things that were coming out that I avoided because I was like, I've already done about three or four shows on the Series S. I have tried to spread them out. If you go to my channel and you search for Series S, I believe this is like the fourth show that I have done. And the reason we wanted to space them out is, number one, yes, it's negative. I, I, I know negative gets more clicks when we do positive content like last week. We did a bunch of positive content. Ghost in the Garage Gaming! He's gonna come in! Ghost and the Garage Gaming says, I will 100% disrupt what he is trying to do, and he drops a 50 bomb on chat. We are in the midst of a 50 gifted member train. I've This is insane. Eternal Darkness with 18 months is here to a great show today. So, back to what I was saying. I know that negativity gets the clicks. I, I'm not a negative channel. I know people on Twitter will have you think that, but if you actually come and watch, I've had some people leave comments recently. They're like, hey man, people out there hating you drove me to your channel. I actually think your content's quite good. I've gotten a lot of comments like that. So if you're new or you're just checking me out, last week we covered all kinds of different things. We covered the new Lords of the Fallen information. We wanted we definitely uh, wanted to check that out, and we covered that. And what else did we cover? I'm forgetting. So we covered Lords of the Fallen. We covered the Ratchet and Clank PC port. We covered Remnant gameplay. We covered the new hands-on gameplay with Armored Core, and we covered Diablo 4. Okay, that's a lot of content that like wasn't negative. It was having good discussions about games. If that's what you want to do, hit subscribe and make sure you're here every day. All right, Big O with 19 months. I'm dying to use my Xbox, but there's nothing to play. The S is a cancer to gaming and then ganks with 28 months and it's a vip bring on those gifted i want to see this homie do a little dance at 3500 members thank you ganks and train with 28 months in a vip glad to be part of this community keep up the great content guys thank you so much for the generosity and the support of this channel it's truly been remarkable what we're able to do with a 30,000 sub channel we are teeny tiny we are definitely david against the goliath of of video game coverage and we still show up in search results we show up in recommends people talk about us both good and bad and i don't care that's totally fine i i welcome it i welcome the debates i welcome the criticism um so thank you guys so much for being a part of what we do. I just wanted to say that about the you know the nature of this content. And I just want you to know that I intentionally, as I said, I intentionally avoided... There was at least two times where we considered doing a Series S show, and I said, no, I don't, I don't want to do that, okay? Because Eugene is saying it right now. I just woke up. Was I dreaming? I feel I woke up in a 2021 conversation. That's why I felt vindicated by Jez Corden's article. I was like, we've been saying this since 2021. We said all of these things would happen, okay? Now, again, I'm not going to fault him for either holding out hope or thinking, hey, this might work, because many of us thought something similar about the Series X in the early days. In the early days, we were like, the Series X is a bargain. This The Series X, it, it can do everything the Xbox One X can do, right? Patrick gifts a member and bumps the line to 104. Thank you, Patrick, for jumping in on the gifted member train. You are the best. I know it's not the current topic, but I'm happy that Final Fantasy XIV is coming to Xbox as a longtime player. I plan on covering that. It'll either be a talk show or an upload. Um, 
I, you know, I, I retweeted my man Ginger Prime. He got really excited about it. I don't think people understood why he was excited. You know, the man has wanted, uh, you know, it to come to, to Xbox for like ten years. You mean S? You said X like four times. Oh my gosh, did I do? <laughs> it's so hard to keep it straight. It's so hard to keep it straight. Series S, the Series S. Many people thought that about the Series S. Let me kind of rerun that. I'm, I'm not gonna fault. I am not going to fault Jez and others for thinking Series S is is going to is going to be a is going to be a, a mover at that price point. It can do everything the X can do. Like I I, it's, I have a hard time faulting him for thinking that. Now those of us that started to draw attention to the fact that the Series S was not going to be able to do those things, we were called haters. Dan gives a member and it goes to work and lurk. Thank you so much. 105. Man, that's tempting to a 20 bomb. Come on, don't let Stone Spire and Ghost in the Garage Gaming have all of the glory. Stone Spire says, second 50 bomb is going to have to wait till my company paycheck clears. For some reason, bank hasn't cleared it. My apologies. Hey, I know you're good for it. You got everybody to go crazy on Friday. I appreciate you so, so much, Stone Spire. Right now, Ghost in the Garage picked it up. Yo, it's good, Zubair. Only complaint I have uh, is the loud button. The loud button. Uh, F the Cat says, Xbox Cloud Gaming Real Player Audio. Kick has audio only now, which is awesome. Hey, cool. If you guys are watching on Kick, make sure you click follow. Consider becoming a subscriber over there. Uh, the split over there is quite a bit better, so you can you know support in both places. Savage Shark Bite with 23 months, and it's a member plus. Eugene says, that price point, the sicky ETC, it would have been a good idea if not for the memory limitations. Right. So when I saw Jez's article, I thought, "Huh, what's he saying?" And there's, a, you know, this this crisis facing, you know, Xbox. You know, what's he going to talk about? And the way that he just sort of frankly laid out all the problems of the Series S, I was like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." It's like, well, "Yeah, this is everything we've been saying for years," and we were we were all called haters. Ten gifted members from Cardock Wren. It is a red letter day here on Reforge Gaming. Thank you so much, Cardock Wren. Tempting somebody else to maybe do the 50 bomb. Thank you so much, sir. Uh Gyro Sweet and Doom Day's gone. Another five gifted members from Ray, and he bumps it to 120. You guys are going crazy. I'm trying not to shout out the gifteds too much so we can kind of have a conversation. Booty Warrior says, strategy is sound. Xbox Series S would have been a great additive. Xbox Cloud Gaming as well would have been a great additive. The problem is it feels like both detracted from Xbox. That's exactly right, Booty Warrior. Those That's well stated. I believe Jez said very similar things as an article. I was like, These have been great as additives to the Series X, but the Series X was never the centrifuge. It never had everything orbiting around it. It was like not the main focus. GNS, thank you for 13 months. Keep up the great work. Love your show. Thank you, GNS. Booty Warrior says, rather than helped it, the engineering effort required for Xbox Cloud Gaming has seen the pace of updates to the Xbox dashboard slow to a crawl, with the console becoming all but featureless. Despite, I think you're literally just copying and pasting elements from the article, are you not? I was going to say, that sounded very familiar. That sounded like stuff that Jez said. Thank you, Feed. Good morning to you. Great monologue as usual. I'm so glad I found your channel. Thank you, Big Lido. Gabriella with nine months of membership. Confirming your statement that some people have bought the S having been made think it's the same console as the X in terms of power. Many people did that. I think there are two people who really 
uh, lost out from this, okay? That was from the article? Okay. I was going to say, it sounded really familiar. I was like, this sounds like exactly what Jess said. There are two people who really are losing in this strategy, okay? They're the people who bought a Series X, like myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting the thing that I was promised. Every game... Right? Just ordered coffee, no pop-up. Oh, I have the alert turned off. I'm so sorry, Zubair. It might it might still pop up. I just turned it back on. I'm sorry about that. Um You know, the people who bought a Series X, they're 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 losing out. Okay. They're they're not getting the box that they were promised. Then there are people who bought the Series S thinking, oh, this is as good as the this is as good as the Series X. It's just gonna be 1440, okay? Eugene says I almost bought one. I remember when that happened. I remember when we did an episode. We did something about the Series S. Something had come out. There was dialogue, a video. I'm not sure what it was. But Eugene was like, I was getting ready to buy one. Because he thought, for the money, having that, having the Xbox platform, and just having it on a 1440 box, he thought, yeah, I'll do that. That's not that bad. But then, looking at the reality of it, he was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't buy one. You know, there were a hand of, handful of other people who bought it and then ended up um, returning it. Um, I'm not losing out. I'm swimming in games. Armored Galaxy, thank you so much for jumping back in as a member. I'm never going to try to convince you, Chriselle, that you're that you're losing if you don't care. If your value paradigm is somewhere else than mine. I'm not going to try to convince you, "Hey buddy, y- you you don't realize it, but you got you got screwed." It, that's subjective to the consumer. There are people who bought Series S consoles who feel like this is not what I was promised. I got taken for a ride here. What you're saying, Lono, doesn't make sense says the Goreforth. People understood that it's weaker. That's why it's $300. Developers don't want to optimize for two systems on top of the PS5. Your last sentence doesn't make any sense connected to the first. And what you're saying is demonstrably false. Nobody thought that it was weaker. That's not what they were told. I'm going to I'm gonna have to restate this so many times today because so many people run with that false narrative. Some guy on my Twitter this morning already said that. That's a reframing revisionist history. It's not true. The Xbox Series S promotional trailer literally said it will do things at the exa- at the same level as the Series X, but at 1440. They literally said it's just as strong as the Series X, it just lowers the resolution. This is 100% install-based favoritism by de- developers. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Clay wrote a dirt. With 16 months of membership, keep up the great content. Welcome back in. I appreciate that. I sold my Series S, but I didn't really have any issues. I knew someone who needed a console, and I already have a good PC. Like I said last week, Series X and PS5 specs are basically the same, with the Series X having a slight edge in power. Uh, Don't shame the Series X. Shame the developers who can't make good games for the X. See, again, gifted member from Armored Galaxy... Something that will the the the, I, the the absolute hubris, the hubris of blaming the devs is just stunning. It's stunning. 
lowering the resolution does make it weaker again that that's a that's a fancy way of ignoring what i said go watch the series s video that got set to private on xbox's youtube channel because they don't want you to see it he said it it was basically exactly the same as the x in power it'll just lower the resolution you're not getting that you're not getting a box that's equal in power to the x with lower resolution you can continue to shift those goalposts around. If you go watch that Series S video and you think that's totally fine that they said that, you're not getting that. The fact, the, the denial is is staggering. It's staggering to me that people are in denial about it. Parasito with eight months, maybe the lack of marketing clarity led to too many S sales and Microsoft's trying to pivot to cater to them. Parasito, it was obvious from the beginning they were making more Series S consoles than X. Right, they, they they were they were making more. All this guy is missing is a tinfoil hat. If you're talking about me, I love if if people are gonna try to besmirch me this morning. This is why I spent about sixty percent of my opening monologue quoting Windows Central Jez Corden. That is a pro Xbox outlet. That is an outlet that orbits around Xbox. I spent most of my time this morning quoting him. So if you're going to come at me and claim Sony Pony Hater, where's the tin foil? I quoted a guy who extensively covers Microsoft and Xbox and is hugely in their corner and he basically admitted to everything I've been saying since 2021 about the Series S. The reality of the Series S is making landfall. And you can continue to reframe it and wave your hand and do revisionist history about the marketing and the things that they said that didn't end up coming true. It doesn't change reality. You cannot change reality. Even an outlet like Windows Central is admitting the truth. It's like, yeah, Series S is a humongous problem. Huge. Well, what did people expect? No, that's not a response. That's not a response to the problem. From what I heard, they committed too many Series X uh, as server blades for the X Cloud. Jez Corden talks about that in his article. He talked about that in his article. He said they've committed Series X chips to cloud. He's trying to get views with negative press. <laughs> it's an it's 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 remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me. The the commitment. The commitment to an unfalsifiable position. This guy walks out and is like, this is what's happening. This is what devs are saying. This is the reality that faces that ecosystem. And it's, oh, let me wave my hand and dismiss everything the man said. He's just going, he's just going negative for clicks. Oh, okay. Huh. It's amazing. Another gifted member from DK Baker. Thank you so much. DK Baker putting us to 122 on the day. Series X chips to cloud and bad manufacturing processes wasting silicon. The difference between the PS5 Digital and the Series S is that the PS5 Digital is the exact same console spec-wise. The Series S isn't, and that's why Microsoft privated the promo video for it. You can't blame the developers. The developers can only work with what they have. You can't give them crappy materials and expect them to make a high-quality product. Lona, even with factual evidence, it's never Microsoft's fault. These guys are ridiculous. Yeah, I want to go back to what I was saying when the one guy was blaming the devs. The sheer hubris to constantly blame the devs 
let me tell you something. I'll grant your point. It's the devs' fault. The devs are lazy. Sure, you're right. Congratulations. You just motivated them all to not make games for your ecosystem. Good job. That's a real winsome attitude to take. Yeah. Larian's out here saying, we're committed to bringing it to the Xbox ecosystem, but these are the facts. What we're trying to do is memory intensive. That bottleneck defines that box. As the guy from Larian said, if you're going to bring games to this ecosystem, you now know what you have to do. Okay? So you hear that guy say all that, and what are you what are you gonna do? Just keep it's the de- it's all the devs. It's the devs. Devs are lazy. If the devs just if the devs just work harder, have we covered this before? No, this was a new development, Mr. Hall. An article from uh, Jess Corden hit Windows Central. He's essentially saying this is a, cr- a hardware crisis facing Microsoft. He he is coming out and basically being like the Series S is a huge problem for this ecosystem. It's going to affect third-party relationships. He believes it could lead to the PlayStation becoming the default console. That's BS. People make good games with one to five people working out out of their garages with no budget, even today. Their ideas and creativity make the games they choose. Microsoft doesn't tell them what games to make. I'm not sure who you're arguing with. We're not arguing about innovation with respect to creativity. We're talking about quality of the games, how they run. The only reason I got a Series S was because when I had the money to buy a console, all the Series Xs were scalped. I would love to get a Series X because the Series S makes me sad every day. Yeah. There's a proud owner of the Series S. She basically felt like this is all I can get. I think Lona should play Starfield on the Series S. I'm very tempted. I'm this tempted to buy one and to do it, but there'll be plenty of videos out there doing it. I don't think blaming the devs is fair, but I think a good portion of the time in performance comparisons, PS5 versus Series X, it comes down to SDK or developer support, and devs will support the larger platform. Yo, what's good, Abe? It's the devs' fault if a game is running badly is a yes or no answer. I think you meant to say it's not a yes or no answer. There can be a ton of shenanigans going on in the background. Look at Sega's Daytona. They rushed that out. Uh, out. It's necessity. It's necessarily the devs. I think you meant to say it's not necessarily the devs. I'm not sure what you're trying to argue, Neo Genesis. That wasn't in response to people saying that games aren't the devs' fault. Oh, that was in response to people saying that games aren't the devs' fault and that they only work with what Microsoft gives them. That's why I said BS. Okay, you reframed the argument, Solemn. You reframed the argument. So you think when someone said they can only do as much as what Microsoft gives them, you're like, well, that's BS. Small companies make creative titles all the time. You're reframing the argument. That's not even a goalpost shift. You just went to a different stadium. Nobody was talking about that. You completely changed the subject. When someone said that, when they said they can only work with what Microsoft gives them, we're in, a, we're in a stream about the Series S. We're talking about Larian. We're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. We're talking about struggles. We're talking about devs being blamed for games not running well. You just completely changed the subject. That's not what that person was talking about. I'll send you my S, Lono. It's a paperweight for me. I'll trade you for coffee. Laughing but serious? Listen, man. If somebody sends me a Series S to my P.O. box, you, you're, you're a legend. ha 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 ha! 
Oh, listen, J-Dub. Listen, you send me your Series S so that I can show people what Starfield looks like. And I'll... Yeah, I mean, I'll, what's that worth, you guys think? Is that box of coffee? You know? Four, four or five bags, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. That might be worth it alone, just for the video. Two more platforms is two more platforms to support. I'm not sure what you're saying, Goreforce. Who said that? I bought a $3,000 PC, but I'm playing Starfield on the Series S for the sake of humanity. <laughs> Lono's about to be flooded with unwanted S's. <laughs> Listen, if I end up with a bunch of Xbox Series S's in my P.O. box, we'll just, we'll just use them for shelving, okay? We'll... We'll use it for shelving over here. But like, what is that back there? I'm like, well, that's about all the Series S is good for. We use it for shelves. I put my Lego sets on it. Can you guys actually see? Oh, yeah, you can. You can see the BB-8 and the Dark Trooper. My kiddos made those over the weekend. <clears throat> a white Series S? No. Now, a black one? That's worth the coffee. The Series S didn't receive the same thoughtful strategy as the PS4 Pro. That's the issue. PlayStation made sure the PS4 and the PS4 Pro would be easy to develop for. Microsoft did not take this approach. Fuzzy says, if we're talking value to value, the Series S isn't worth the shipping. Stop downplaying the coffee. (laughs) All right, come on. Come on. Oh, that's enough. All right, listen, we just hit one hour in the broadcast. Do me a favor, smash the like button if you have not already. Uh, get us, we should have well over 300 likes. We have over 800 people. Uh, I was on vacation, so we've kind of re-energized the YouTube love, and we've got a lot of people here today, so thank you so much being for being here. If you're a longtime supporter of the channel, I appreciate you. If you are new to the channel, uh, we don't. We have not gotten a lot of new subscribers today. We have plenty of new members. I'm primarily, I guess, streaming to the core audience, maybe haters that don't want to hit subscribe. If you want to talk in my chat, make sure and hit subscribe. Make sure and hit the like button. That helps me out. It doesn't cost anything. If you want to join this amazing member goal over here, we're close to 125. Every 25 members, I owe you five members. So right now, I owe you 20 members. And we're bouncing way, way back. We have goals for 3,000, 3,500, and 4,000 members this month. And uh, I can tell you guys about those a little bit later. You should do a giveaway. I don't really like to do giveaways. Lono's going to start slipping Series S's into the coffee orders instead of the kids' drawings. <laughs> Lono, you can plot all the Series S's and build a monster PC rig. Lono, you aren't looking at the Series S from the other side. You aren't struggling with money or looking to save money. I have yet to talk about that aspect of it. What 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 does that matter? Like I have empathy for people who are trying to rub every every cent they have together to either have a gaming console or you're trying to make ends meet or you're trying to pay bills. Listen, when I cover these topics, I can't always, like, get out that fiddle and play it for people. I'm not being glib. I genuinely mean that. Friends of ours are constantly in need of help. And we are commonly helping and leaning in and loving on them and helping them make sure that they have what they need, okay? My heart goes out to people like that. That has nothing to do with my coverage of this situation, I cannot constantly get out the fiddle and play it and be like, hey man, I feel really bad for people who are struggling to make ends meet and this was the console they could afford. Like, I can't constantly give you that little 
statement. Like, it doesn't that doesn't make sense in the conversation to constantly do that. Joker Quinn gifts another member and bumps the line to 123. Thank you. And Geek the Sneak jumps back in as a member. 12 months, a 12 month badge for you, sir. Thank you. Harsh reality if you can't afford gaming, don't game. Will Square Enix have trouble developing all their future games for the Series S? They're not going to develop all their future games for the Series S. That's not what was promised. Solomon says, I look at it this way. I already know the platform holders and publishers are crap, usually by default, so I don't need to lay blame at them because I already automatically do. Uh, What I do focus on is not taking blame from devs as well because sometimes they do crap work and have crap ideas as well. I can't have a conversation with anything you're saying, Solomon. You basically says you're basically saying everybody sucks. That that's not conducive to the conversation. You're just being sweepingly negative. It's unpleasant. I, I don't know why you're in this mood today. I cannot engage with that as a conversation point. You're just literally saying, Yeah, everybody sucks. So you can't like your argument against somebody saying you can't blame the devs for like performance on the Series S or something, or if games come to Xbox and struggle with performance, and I'm like, well, you can't really blame the devs. Xbox made that bad. And you're like, yeah, well, everybody sucks. So I can blame the devs. I can't interact with that as a talking point. It's too sweeping. It's There's no substance to it. It's just a big brush. Stop with the entry point drivel. A console, period, could be considered entry point. No, it's hamstrung the industry. It's the lowest denominator. It's a terrible decision by Microsoft, says Sid. People who are struggling with money deserve to be happy too. Great for them to buy a Series S and enjoy it. Right, but I don't draw a line between deserves to be happy and buying a console. Like, there are plenty of people living right now that are living happy and fulfilling lives without video games. Like, I'm not saying that you're you sh- you should be able to try to do the things that you want to do, but if your life has dealt you, you know, a hand that you can't do those things, you know what would make me really really happy to have my house paid off and have a a beach house that I can travel to once a month with my family. That would really make me happy. It's out of it's out of my price range. I'm not in an economic reality when I can, where I can do that. Now, there are plenty of people around me that have done that, right? They're very wealthy. They own their house. They own their land. They own property. They can travel. They can do all these amazing things. Me setting my sights on that and being like, well, that would really make me happy. That doesn't... Okay, I can't afford it. I can't do those things. Eric Phillips with a $5 Super Chat tip. I got my Series S on the marketplace at 125 It's okay when it comes to size, save space, but performance-wise, it lacks. It's only good for Game Pass. Consoles are all trash. The problem with the S is the same as the problem with the X and the PS5. That's a nonsensical statement. That doesn't even make any sense. I, I don't understand what you mean. I, I, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Series S existence isn't the issue. It's the lies that Microsoft peddled about its performance and their policies preventing third-party devs from skipping it, says Eugene. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you're saying, Eugene. They are essentially, you just restated your assertion. You're not backing your assertion. Back your assertion. If the Series S is just as bad as the PlayStation 5 and the Series X, you need to substantiate your claim, not just restate it. 
I'm going to push back on what Eugene is saying. The Series S existence is the problem because you couldn't economically skip the Series S. It wouldn't make any sense. Making a version of your game for the Series X only. Let's just say you're a multi-plat game. Let's say you're Remnant 2. And you've got a version for PS5. You've got a version for PC. And you take the time to build a version just for the Series X. I don't think you would recoup the cost. The, the amount of Series X's in circulation is too low, and it's an ecosystem that constantly lags behind on sales. That's the issue. It's like, well, no one would do that anyway, Eugene. Even if you could skip the Series S. Now, in Larian's situation, if you get really, really invested and you have a lot of sunk cost in building for Xbox, sure, at that point, they might say, if we cut off the Series S, we can actually launch this dadgum game and recoup some of our costs here. Yes, going forward, Eugene, I don't think anybody would even ask for that. Hey, can we skip your Series S? Why? Why would you want to do that? You want to make a game for an incredibly small footprint? What? You're not going to make your money back. That's not that's not a sound business decision. So yeah, I think the Series S's existence created that problem. Fuzzy Muffin says, if you buy a budget car and are wondering why it doesn't perform and have the bells and whistles uh, for, of a top-line Ferrari, Ser- Series S owners are going to have to realize all the games are not going to be coming to the console, and they also should not. Um, so that's what I was referring to, says Crosell. Do you think Square will have problems developing for the Series S in the future? I, that's the thing. There are going to be certain games that just say, uh-uh, we can't do that. Do you know what games are likely going to come to Xbox? Some of the remakes. Some of, some of the remakes. They're not going to bring future... Anything Final Fantasy 16 and beyond that's at that level of fidelity, it's not coming to your Xbox ecosystem. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're cannibalizing another show. I don't want to talk about Final Fantasy and Xbox right now. It's not relevant to t- today's discussion. Don't don't keep ham-fisting Final Fantasy into today. You're eating you're eating my content when you do that. Like if I talk about too many topics in a 2-hour period, I won't have any shows the rest of the week. Like when the, when the news gets dry, I got to be able to grab something that happened and make a show out of it, right? Like you got to you got to chill <laughs> chill on Final Fantasy for a little bit. I'm happy to talk to you about it. I just today is more about the Series S, the PlayStation 5 Pro, the PlayStation 5, the market realities. I didn't say anything about Final Fantasy. The catalyst for what you're saying is Final Fantasy coming to Xbox and the Square Enix announcement. Do I really need to spell out the logic of your own insistence on talking about Square Enix? Like seriously, pl- please just stop. Average Series S users won't have any issue with their Game Pass games. Most are not buying anyway. If I buy into a Ferrari Series X, my Ferrari shouldn't be held back by the H Civic. Um, yo, what's good, B Rex Media? How are you? Uh, the series. Yo, what's good, Captain Steve? The Series S forcing game devs to have to worry about having a version that will run on it on the lower benchmark. Okay, let me outline the options because Captain Steve's drilling down on this and I think it's important to drill down on this. There isn't... There is no... There is no way forward that isn't fraught with problems. Okay? Without the Series S, 
wouldn't Xbox market saturation be smaller than it already is? N- no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that, Krenab, because what they could have done is thrown their weight behind the Series X and sold it at a greater loss. If Microsoft's proven anything, they can do things at a loss. They can afford it. So if they would have done that with the Series X and had compelling next-gen games, I don't know if what you're saying is true, Krenab. It's almost impossible to unknit and re-knit the sweater. Like, we're not Doctor Strange, right? We can't, like, conceive of alternate realities. But I want to drill down on what Captain Steve was drilling down on. Last time I'll post it says, Eugene, if you're making a PC version, making an X version isn't hard. All the hard and difficult work is making the S. Right, and that's that's related to what Captain Steve is drilling down on. There is no good option going forward. There isn't. Okay? Option A is what they're doing right now. Lono's audience thinks the PS5 is perfect. No, we don't. If you're just going to come in here and start projecting falsehood on the audience, just leave. You're not welcome here. You're not. That's not true. There are plenty of people in my audience right now who don't even own a PS5. So take your false narrative and your attempts to bait an argument so you can take a clip to Twitter and just take a freaking walk. There are plenty of people in this community that you do not speak for. They don't even have a PlayStation 5. So take your falsehood and find podcasts that peddle in falsehood. You're not welcome here if that's what you're going to do. Monty Mole was six months. Thanks for the gifted love this community. Thank you. There are no good options. Number one, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. If you continue to do what you're doing, you're asking developers to go through what Larian is doing. If you think the development world is specifically looking at this and just ignoring it, you're kidding yourself. They're watching what's happening with Baldur's Gate. Yeah, look at people in chat right now. I only own an Xbox Series X. I got somebody over here on Kick. I'm PC Master Race. Plenty of my audience don't even have PlayStation 5s. Well, no, selling the X at a significant loss would make them behind for more than half a generation like Sony did with the PS3. Selling at a loss doesn't get you behind. It potentially gets you caught up because you can distribute more because more consumers buy. Demand is largely influenced oftentimes by price. Look at Series S saturation versus X. Series S was selling faster than X. Price point was a factor. Okay. So that's option one, is just keep doing what you're doing. If you're just going to continue doing what you're doing, that's all you're going to get, is you're going to get continued devs saying, we don't want to go over there. Develop The developing world right now is paying attention to Larian and Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the biggest launches this year, and what's the dialogue centered around? We can't get it to run on the Series S. Developers are taking note. So if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to lose games. You're going to lose potential relationships with third-party developers. What's option two? Well, let's let devs skip the Series S. That's not a very good option. If you let devs skip the Series S, that's most of your consumer base owning a console right now this generation. Also, you're going to try and convince developers to sell to the smallest percentage of your console base, which means they're not going to make a ton of money. Your console's known for not selling. You don't have high sales percentages anytime sales reports comes out. Some of that's because of Game Pass. Some of that's because of market saturation. Some of that's because the ecosystem is like, oh, I'll wait till it hits Game Pass. You've made everybody bargain shop, basically. You, you foster that ecosystem. Your third option is to allow games to hit the Series X in a different way than it hits the Series S. 
oh well you don't get split screen over there but you get it over there that's not a good option either there's no good option keep doing what you're doing let people skip the series s let people gut the series s versions that land none of those options are good none of these are are bright futures that's precisely what Jez Corden's article was getting at. I intentionally leaned heavily on that article this morning because it's like, I've said all of this for years and have been called a Sony pony and a hater for years for this. And now you got somebody who is firmly planted in that ecosystem saying, this is a problem. Third option sounds the most logical. P. Dudley, I, I probably agree with you on that. I probably agree with you on that because at least they're getting the game. They're already getting diminished performance anyway. It's a hop, skip, and a jump from less features. It's a hop, skip, and a jump from less features. I agree with P. Dudley. The most logical choice would be like, well, we're just going to have to start letting you know devs gut features. You don't have to put all those features on there. I think Microsoft underestimated their ability to develop on these consoles. They expected the S to be enough. If you pay bare bones for your system, you get less out of your games. Consumers should be fine with that. I don't see how this is a big deal. If you ignore all of the marketing about the Series S, sure. Sure. Like, that statement, David, is always made by somebody... It's, it's clear you're unfamiliar with the marketing. It's very, very clear. The marketing is so bad and so inaccurate. My, Xbox privated the video on their channel. It had 500,000 views and they set it to private. Captain Steve says, best option would been to have launched a disc model and a digital model like Sony did or wait until they could shrink the cost of the X and keep performance and launch the S a few years later. Eugene says the third option is how games have always worked. You don't have the specs, you don't get the features. Maybe Larian needs an email from Matt Booty detailing how they should plan better. (laughs) 100% these people were out here talking 4K 1440 at 120 like it's easy. What did Dave Langer say as he bears agreeing with him? It's the problem. They should know better. Yeah. Of all the people that should have been finely tuned into the reality of what these boxes could do, the people making the Xboxes should have known that the promises they were making weren't weren't going to come to fruition. The big deal is devs have to work out how to get a next-gen game to work on this hybrid model. Dubair says they didn't expect to be able to shrink the cost. I don't know why they expected that. That's why they made the S right away. Stop focusing on marketing because both companies lied marketing-wise. That's a red herring. That has nothing to do with it. And I've not seen anybody substantiate that PlayStation lied. Where? Show me the video. Show me the blog. Show me the, show me the article. Where did PlayStation lie about the PlayStation 5? Where? I've not seen anybody substantiate that. Everyone always runs to, oh, there's 8K on the box. Yes, because you need to know that it's 8K compatible if you're buying 8K hardware and it has an 8K game. But that was absent from virtually all of the marketing. I didn't see a single trailer. I didn't see a single article, advertisement, 
uh, article, blog, video. I didn't see anything that talked about 8K. It was never a part of the marketing. It was never part of the marketing. They put it on the box. 8K is on the box so that you know this thing's capable of 8K throughput to an 8K television. And there is an 8K game. So... He's going to say AK on the box and Zubair's going to have an aneurysm. Yeah, there it is. 8K Gaming. See, Booty Warrior, the reason that I was able to do that is I know your script. 4K60, where? Where'd they talk about 4K60? Where? That was the only part of Jez's article that I thought was poor. I thought his article was like a 10 out of 10 home run, but I was like, when he started framing things like, these consoles are struggling to hit 4K60, I'm like, that's never been the talking point. 4K60 was never the talking point. 4K30 was the talking point. All the games came out with 4K30, and then you can put on performance mode. Jim Ryan summed it up perfectly. The lower spec model typically doesn't work out. Eight K on the box. Yeah, your eight K on the box has been dealt with. Do you have any other points? Do you have any other points? Eight K isn't really for games. It's likely more for eight K movies or TV shows. The console can output eight K, but it doesn't mean there's ever going to be eight K games for all the five eight K televisions in circulation. Yeah, eight K is on the Series X box anyway. They both have it. They both have 8K on the box. I've never once taken Xbox to task for having 8K on the box. Do you want to know why? I'm intelligent enough to know why it's there. I'm not some Twitter drone drooling on myself. I have never once said, Microsoft put 8K on the box and I'm not getting 8K games. Because I'm intelligent enough to know why 8K is on the box. It's an 8K capable device. That means I can take my Xbox, hook it up to an 8K-capable television, and when anything 8K is happening, like a movie, for example, TV show, I have a machine and a television that can connect to each other. That's, that's the only reason it's on there. I've, it, so I'm not holding Microsoft to a standard of like, well, you put 8K in the box. I'm not holding PlayStation at standard. What am I holding them to? All the marketing about the Series S that said it was equal in power to the Series X, it would just have to run games at 1440. It has 4K and 120 on the box because it's capable of both. It doesn't say both at the same time, though. Yeah, that was never promised either. It's always amazing to me, too. This is always the most remarkable turn in the conversation. When it becomes undeniable that the Series S was marketed in a grossly inaccurate way, we end up talking about PlayStation every time. Every time. Why? Why? Is that how you cope with that? I mean, is that a next-gen game you can install on your Series S? Is it called Blame Sony? Man, My Series S is not getting the performance I was promised, but at least I can boot up Blame Sony, and I can play that game every day. I can can play that game, you know, seven days a week. That's how I cope with my Series S. 
How much does that game cost? Does Blame Sony come on Game Pass? Does Sony the Red Herring like is that is that the DLC like is that is that coming to Game Pass? What what does that have to do with the discussion about? Microsoft entered the market this generation with a strategy. That strategy has failed, and the future doesn't look very promising. It doesn't. And as someone who owns a Series X, blaming Sony doesn't do anything for me. Hey, babe. Put on blame Sony. I'm feeling kind of frustrated right now. I I own a Series X... And I read an article from Windows Central, and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I'm out of fingers here. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. This is all the stuff that we said. This is everything we said was going to happen. And it's, as a consumer, I'm like, okay. I get. I guess I'm never getting my worth out of the Series X. Beyond that, this goes. This extends beyond Series X. Think about what Jez Corden said when he said, "With the sales, the increasing disparity of sales of the PS5 and the PS5 Pro set to push PlayStation even further down the road with power, it becomes the default console." Is that is that a world you want to live in? That's not a world I want to live in. I don't want a default console. Aesthetic perfume with a five spot. Down the line, Microsoft will offer their demanding current gen games only on cloud for Series S and have some sort of parody. Continue to good, continue the good work, bro. I appreciate that perfume. Jez touched on that in his article. He doesn't think cloud is at a place where that can be leveraged just yet, and I I agree with him. Dark Taco gifts a member and puts us right on the doorstep of one twenty five. Thank you so much, Dark Taco. Captain Steve, my man, with a five spot. What's the worry with Series S? Worried Starfield launch will be struggle, will be a struggle. Steve, Starfield, in my estimation, running poorly on the Series S is more of a symptom than a problem. If that makes sense, it's more of a symptom. And let me explain what I mean. The foundational problem here. Dark Taco, thanks for 11 months in a VIP. Keep preaching, brother. Only stating facts. The foundational problem in my mind, Captain Steve, is that the Series S is a bottleneck not just for the Series S. It's a bottleneck for the Xbox platform. Any game that comes to that platform has to squeeze through that bottleneck. That means all the property that Microsoft now owns. Think about Doom. Think about Fallout. Think about Elder Scrolls. A really, really crazy, awesome next-gen version of those games has to wrestle with the Series S. This is a long-tail problem. It's not punctiliar. It's not like, well, you know, Starfield's going to run kind of bad. Or, you know, oh, you got to kind of wait on Baldur's Gate 3. No. Those would be punctiliar problems. Individual problems. No, 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 no. No, those are just reverberations on the outside of the shaking core like the problems way down in here Jordan Lanham with a $5 super chat tip the Xbox produces a pro series do you think it could make the series S obsolete they don't have any plans to do it and the series S is too saturated in the market for that to happen 
a gifted member from Patrick, and a gifted member from V Game Veteran. We hit 125, but then we blast past it. V Game Veteran, the agent of chaos. Thank you so much. That makes total sense, says Captain Steve. The S is an extra hoop that devs have to consider and can cause cuts and workarounds for the Series X. Exactly right. Thank you for gifting a membership catwalk. Think about it like this. So recently, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was making headlines because of the PC port and the big debate about the SSD. And one of the devs said this. He said this. Because this is just comparing hard drives. He said, bringing down stream time that rough on a PS4 would take enormous dev time. We'd never have been able to iterate and commit to crafting multiple sequences like this across the game. Okay? So what he's saying there is, if we got to bring everything down to that level, we couldn't have done any of the things that we wanted to do. That's a sentence that I could see many developers saying. In order for us to bring things down to the level and the memory constraints of the Series S, there's a ton of stuff that we're just not going to do. It's going to create too much dev time. Think about everything that you're not getting in a future Fallout, in a future Doom, in a future Elder Scrolls. Why? Because the Series S is in the room. This is a long tail problem. This isn't isolated to one game. This isn't just Larian's problem or Baldur's Gate 3's problem. This is a problem that is now endemic to the Xbox ecosystem. It's just baked into it. As a PC-only owner, I just find it sad to see these people who've been lied to, shown all the evidence, defend the lie based on loyalty to all things Microsoft. Starfield poor performance is... The glass of water making ripples. Right. It's like, uh uh-oh, something's coming. They can't even get co-op on Halo. They have a first-party developer that can't get split-screen to work on the S. And yeah, thank you for gifting that membership to Captain Steve. I always like seeing Captain Steve in here with a badge. Guys, if you don't check out Captain Steve... I've always said that No Man's Sky is one of the best games I don't have time for. This guy breaks down uh, all kinds of No Man's Sky. I believe he's even been getting into different content types as well, so I don't want to sell his content short. I believe he's been doing other things. I'm sure the man will be diving deep into Starfield as well, uh, whatever his content plan is. Make sure and check out Captain Steve. He talks. He, he stops by here every once in a while, and we definitely appreciate it. When you realize Microsoft is less concerned about hardware sales and their focus on subs, you will be shocked. Let's go there, Hadigan. Let's go there, shall we? (laughs) There's a lot of speculation that's getting more and more traction that Microsoft's going to get out of hardware. Yo, what's good, Pugs? Now, I know there's already apparently, allegedly, plans in place for the next-gen console with Xbox. Is there any chance that those plans are in jeopardy? Arc Raiders is coming soon. That'll be cross-play. And I bet some of their delays was getting it to the Series S. It's very possible, Steve. Very possible. I'm wondering if Microsoft expected FSR to be further along and expected the consoles to use it to be able to output at the promised fidelity and frame rates.
it's it's possible. We need developers to optimize their games and not look at the X and PS5 as the minimum bar. It would benefit gaming. It would benefit gaming. They should target 120 on the X and the PS5. Thanks for the kind words, Lono. You now pass me on subs. Why? Well, I, I appreciate that. I was happy to see you hit 30. I was racing to 30 myself. So, you know, hey, you never know. Gas can suddenly land in the tank, right? And those big growth patterns can happen. But I appreciate that. Welfare Rockstar with 14 months and a VIP. Thanks for ever gifting me this month. Falling on hard times right now. I'm very appreciative. Hey, man, super generous community here. The more you watch, the more you chat, the more you like, the more you engage with the channel, the more likely you will get one of those gifted members and we've got big goals this month let me tell you about them just really quickly if we hit 3,000 members I have to play Beat Saber when, we're, we're not in August yet but that's tomorrow I have to play Beat Saber in that Just Dance outfit that I had we're at 2,800 members right now so we're very very close if we hit 3,500 I have to dress like Luke Skywalker instead if we hit 4,000 I have to dress like Jar Jar Binks and my wife will have to find a Jar Jar Binks outfit okay so <laughs> Those are your goals for August. Stone Spire's convinced that we can hit all of them. Von Raz says, Lono, all of this is very interesting psychologically. This taking up arms for the Xbox console is more in terms of the I've spent X amount of money and X amount of time. I wasn't lied to. I must make it all correct. Oh, so the only way. Right. Oh, it's good, Ariel. Larian Studios stated that Series S isn't holding back development. Getting Baldur's Gate 3 to run on an S is a resource issue. I want you to reread what you said really slowly. Because first, you're lying. And I don't abide liars. And secondly, you you refute your own statement. What that's what's that like to say something and then immediately refute it with your own words? Oh, the Series S isn't holding back development. It's just a resource issue. Yeah? What resource is that? Which one? Which one? Can, you, can you tell me? Say, say it so everybody can hear you nice and loud. What's the resource issue they're running into? Emery. Interesting. And what's the bottleneck of the Series S? Memory. Do you understand how insane it is to, to say that's not the problem, this is the problem, and the problem is what you just claimed is not the problem? Not lying, Plume Network just released a video about it. Okay. There's an interview with Larian with IGN. There's an interview with Larian with Friends Per Second Podcast. There's a clip floating, floating around. He literally says... The Series S memory is the issue. It's memory intensive to do co-op. It, it, it's being a small studio. <laughs> I'm the one that doesn't understand. You're, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. There's multiple interviews with Larry and specifically stating what the problem is. And you're saying... You're, what you're doing is, is you're moving the goalposts to blame them. And it's just remarkable. The sheer lunacy 
to do what you're doing. It is just a dizzying display of console tribalism. It's truly remarkable. Truly remarkable. Jordan Hederman with two months. Can't remember now. I've even come across this channel, but glad I did become part of my daily routine. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Let me break this down for you. Because what you're doing is, is you're playing sleight of hand and you're not getting past me because I've been doing this a long time. The problem is memory. That's the bottleneck. They can't get split screen to work because of the limited memory of the Series S. That's called a causality. It is the causal reason that the game isn't coming to the S. Their response to that is, we need more people, more resources. We need more to work on this. It requires more from them to address this problem again remember the problem is the memory that's the causality you're playing sleight of hand and you're going foop foop nope they said it's a resource problem they don't have enough people it's their fault no you're just playing sleight of hand they literally have xbox engineers trying to help them with dot 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 the problem That's not what they said. I've read two interviews where they have quite literally said the problem is the memory constraints. You're going to a video that's ripping things out of context. Devs have come out today saying the Series S is not holding back current gen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Show me where they said what you're stating. No, you're the one making a claim. The burden of proof is on you. I've covered this 10 times over. I'm not going back and doing the research again for you. I've already done the research. I've already read the interviews. You're just in here ripping things, little snippets... To play sleight of hand, to be like, well, no, 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 it's it, that's not the problem. The problem is, it's it's Larian's the problem. Sure. Hang on a second. Oh, that's a memory. Save this image. Okay, save. We're not making this up. We're stating where it was shown. I'm going to try to find the IGN article where they specifically talked about this. Okay. Is, am I ready to go right here? Okay. Larian's ongoing struggle to get Baldur's Gate 3 two-player split-screen co-op running well enough on the Series S and a Microsoft policy that enforces this gameplay feature. So here again, here's the causality. They can't get this to run. Okay. You might have asked, why not just release Baldur's Gate 3 on the Series X, ditching the S altogether? Uh, they can't do that. They're not allowed to do that, right? They can't cut split-screen either. Um, they can't do that. So Larian's in a tricky spot. 
All right. So to dig into detail, IGN discussed the situation with Larian boss uh, Sven Vinky. Okay. So he's saying here, there's all this craziness. It requires lots of optimization on certain platforms. We're just faster than on other platforms. It just takes us time. That's reality development. Okay. So he's talking about himself. It's not that we planned this. Our plan was that we wanted to have a simultaneous release, but we've been on this game for a long time. It's a really big game. The amount of things you can do is insane. I think people will be surprised. Okay. There's constraints we have to overcome. So we just work on them. Okay. Here we go. What are the constraints? What you talking about? Oh, we're going to have to make compromises to get the Xbox version out, but decline to say what they are. We're trying to be very limited in our compromises we have to make. That's one of the reasons why we're taking more time also. Now, they can come out and say, oh, Series S isn't holding back development. Series S isn't holding back this generation. This is a refutation of that claim. You can't in one breath say, we're going to have to make compromises to get the game to run on that system, but then in the next breath say, but it's not holding anything back. Really, it's requiring more work, more bandwidth, more cost. Xbox engineers have to come help you, and you're making compromises. It's nonsensical to then say, but it's not holding back development, it's not holding back this generation. No, you're just having to take longer dev time, spend more money, hurt your profit margins, and compromise things on the game, take things out of the game. There's always compromises for lower specs, even on computers. Thank you for conceding that you are incorrect, that the Series S is holding things back. You just conceded it. You, you, you admi- There's always compromises for lower specs, even on computers. Ding, 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 ding. That's an objective truth. This isn't subjective. This isn't opinion. It's an objective reality that the Series S is holding things back. When you have to take longer dev time and compromise and take things down or out of your game, that quite literally is holding things back. Bro, an IGN article, they're not always the best for me. These are direct quotes from an interview. You under whoops. You understand they're not allowed to do this, right? They can't just misquote him. So now you're gonna try what? Genetic fallacy? Poisoning the well fallacy? You're gonna attempt to get around these direct quotes from Larian by saying that, well, it's IGN, they're not always the best. How, which which fallacy are you trying to employ here? You can't get around this. This isn't subjective. This is an objective reality. They're not holding... That's not holding back. That's development. What is that? A tautology? Listen, it is, by definition, holding things back. Exhibit A. When's Baldur's Gate 3 coming to Xbox? When? When? Not at the same time as the PS5 and the PC. So, by definition, it's it's what? Being held back. Right? It's being held back. Not only is it being held back, when it comes out, it will be less than on the Series S. Also, by definition, being held back. 
it's not at its fullest potential. That's development in general. You don't understand development. Oh, I don't understand development. It takes more time, resources, ETC to develop for different platforms. So does that hold back development? You're so close to realizing that you're locked in here with me. I'm not locked in here with you. I do understand development. That's precisely why the Series S is a failed strategy. Because it will always take more time. It will always take more resources to develop for different platforms within a platform. You've created a hierarchy within your platform. You don't even see what you're saying. I don't understand development. As you argue that I don't understand development, you quite literally substantiate and support one of the main premises of today's show. That the Series S requires more work every time. Every single time. But that's not holding things back. Really? Constantly having to build for a weaker system isn't holding anything back. Except for Baldur's Gate 3's release date on Xbox. Except for getting Baldur's Gate 3 split screen to work. It's just holding those things back. Just, you know, little inconvenient things like release dates. Yeah, with on SkillUp's own channel, they sat down on Friends Per Second podcast, and he literally says that the Series S is the problem. That clip's circulating on Twitter right now. Here's the specific clip. Alright, hang on a second. We have a clip. Lono. This is leading a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Have them just look at the specs of the different consoles and then look up memory bottlenecks. Let's look at this clip, shall we? Hang on, I have to... I have to unmute... I have to unmute Chrome. I'm gonna have to go here... And then here, 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 here. Where am I? There am I. All right, let's take a listen here. And we're going to get there. It's just going to take some time. Uh, do I think uh, that it uh, it's holds it back? Just define certain parameters within which you have to develop. And there's ways of doing that. It just takes development effort. Uh, mm-hmm. And that effort, um, despite us having grown, we, uh, we don't have infinite resources. So that means that we can't do everything at the same time. Okay, so... (laughs) That's being flipped into... It's not the Series S. It's their lack of resources. Just a dizzying display of... I'm going to do everything I can to reframe this. Your commitment is admirable... Your behavior is foolish. Like, it's admirable to be that committed to a thing, but this is just utter foolishness at this point. He's he's being polite. Is it holding it back? Well, uh, we don't have infinite resources. 
That's a yes. That's him saying yes. He's saying, yeah, we, we don't, we, we don't have infinite resources. We can't just solve this problem on our own. Completely disregarding what he talks about just minutes earlier. Yeah, he talks about memory. He's like, this particular thing takes a lot of memory. Guess what the Series S doesn't have? It doesn't have a lot of memory. My name isn't real with a five spot. Xbox was hoping the S would pull PlayStation numbers and then eventually push them to Game Pass and have 100 million sub base. Hang on, I feel like I missed another super chat. Adam, uh, Adam, Adam says, imagine the Digital Foundry video, the PS5 Pro against the Xbox consoles where the Pro performance is better every time. Will Phil be fine losing? And then Vortex with a two spot. Do you think we'll ever get a Returnal 2? I have no idea about a Returnal 2. Um, thank you guys so much for those super chats. Wait, Lono, you don't really think with an unlimited amount of resources they would have been able to make it work? It's a resource issue and the Series S is causing that issue. Well, yes, but again, of course, if they had an infinite amount of resources, they could have thrown, you know, they could have just thrown blood and treasure at this and got it to work. Sure. That's the problem. The problem is presenting itself. The problem is Series S is bottlenecked. It is the causality. It's the problem. And the Delves are smashing up against that problem. And they're in, they're 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 dealing with it in different ways. One dev's gonna say, "I mean, we don't have infinite resources, so I mean, I, maybe Xbox can help us out." And that's what's happening with Larian. Do you want to know what a lot of devs are gonna say? They're gonna say, "Miss me with that. Forget that." They already told us Returnal Two is not being worked on at this time. Oh, did they? I, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I've not seen anything about a Returnal, a, a sequel to Returnal. I steal popular names for likes with uh, a one month of membership. Imagine how unplayable Starfield was on the Series S before the engineers came to help Bethesda. Even still, I bet it struggles in numerous areas. Zinthos with 22 months in a VIP. Hope you and the fam are well. Thank you, Zinthos. Alapark is quoting him here. There are parameters you always have to develop for, as in all cases with development, and figure out what to work around. We don't have infinite resources and can't do it all at the same time. Paraphrase, but that's basically the clip. Oh, yeah, that's the thing we just watched. That's a really nice way of saying the Series S has a development issue, and we have to work around and don't have enough devs to do it. Yeah, I just... If let's say that we're building we're building two houses, okay? And the first thing they have to do when they build the houses is they have to dig out the ground for to to lay the foundation, okay? And as they're digging up the ground for these foundations, they find that one of the plots of land has a bunch of rock and just just insanely hard ground to break and the tools they have and the men they have to work and the team they have to work they don't have enough to do it it's everything comes to a screeching halt meanwhile the house over here its foundation is dug and ready to go okay that's the series x and the series s Now, if you looked at that and said, well, it's on you, you don't have the team to do it. The causality is the ground. 
We need bigger, better, stronger tools. We need more people to dig out this foundation. But the causality would still be the ground. You would say, what's the primary problem presenting to you? Uh, It's this ground. We can't break it. And then another team comes in and says, oh, we'll help. We've got bigger tools. We've got bigger whatever. That's what the Series S is. As a as a presenting problem, it's a bottlenecked box that can't do certain things. And this dev's like, yeah, I mean, we don't have infinite resources to, to overcome this. And you're like, yeah, it's on them. It's the, it's a resource problem at the company. You're, you're, you're just grossly gliding over the real problem. I think a lot of these dev companies have too many employees to deal with, which is going to be one of their biggest costs. And they need these titles to make enough to support those large teams, which increases the scale of the games needed to be supported, and that causes more issues with these issues. What's your opinion on Microsoft hypothetically letting go of parity? between X and S and releasing games on the X and then later optimizing them for the S. I don't think that's a good option. I mean, if you do that, most of your user base is on the S. So you're talking about taking off a lot, you know, most of your user base. I mean, that's the problem. Uh, This is my... Uh... Lona, do you think devs should be able to opt out of the S and offer cloud versions? See, okay, when I said there were three options earlier, that is the fourth option that I forgot, capital M. The fourth option is you turn the S into a cloud box. Now, there's a handful of challenges there. Number one, I don't know if Xbox wants to do that. From a marketing standpoint, they might not want to do that. They might say, no, that, that's, that's a terrible idea from an optics perspective, right? I have a white hair down here, and it looks like I have something. Oh, I think I got it. It was like one single white hair. It looked like I had something in my beard. Thank you, Cardock Ren, for subscribing for five months over there on Kick. Um, if they try to do cloud, number one, I don't think Microsoft wants to do that. Number two, do devs want to do that? Like, is that what you want to do with your game? Yeah, we released it on the S and it's running through the cloud. There's been a handful of games that have launched on the cloud on the Switch and they don't get good reviews. Like, they don't. That's part of the problem. If if you release a game on the cloud, it's automatically going to encounter all sorts of problems. Um... Uh, mm. uh, hang on one second. I had to uh, type something really quickly. Parasito says, you have to keep in mind that Vinky is trying to tiptoe around directly blaming Microsoft. He doesn't want to get slapped or dropped entirely. Yeah, I mean, do we really need to retread the fact that there were developers that tried to draw attention to this and they got harassed to such a degree? They got harassed to such a degree 
that they went private on Twitter. And it's like, well, yeah, we tried to draw people's attention to this, and these these lunatics on Twitter just attacked them and harassed them, and then they went private. Like, do you do you really think do you really think that like this guy is gonna come out and just shoot straight and be like, well, yeah, this is the problem. Series S should exist, but it shouldn't be tied to feature for feature with the Series X. That's the issue. They should have sold it as the best of last gen. Creature says, do we really need to retread these effing likes? Yeah, we've had almost 800 viewers the entire time we've been streaming this show today. Let's shoot for 500 likes. If you guys enjoy this show every day, it really helps out when you smash like, especially when you're subscribed. Uh, you can push to the next sub goal of 150 or member goal. Uh, every time we hit 25 members, I give five. So currently I owe you 25 members. I will do that during today's premiere. I have a brand new premiere for you. And I gift the members during the premiere to give you the most amount of time to get those members going. Hang on a second. Narwaffle, thank you so much for gifting a membership over here. And it went to F the Cat. Good to see F the Cat getting a, getting a gifted membership over there on Kick. If you guys ever want to double dip and you like watching on Kick, they do give us a better split over there, but we do primarily focus on driving members on YouTube. We are pushing right back up onto high numbers thanks to people like uh, Ghost in the Garage Gaming and Stone Spire. You can see them up at the top today. They both gifted 50 members. Thank you guys for doing that. Agree to disagree, says Abe. The fact that games can hit 4K 120 is a feature. High frame rates is a feature. Plumley says performance isn't a feature. Performance is based on hardware and software. It can't be the same on all configs. Gameplay features is the parody. Well, I, I don't know exactly what you guys are debating, but I do think that's primarily where Xbox lands on this. They primarily land on this and say... We need this to have parity. Thank you, JC, for gifting a membership. One of the times, just fine, by the way, guys. Don't let these big dogs, uh, you know, push you away. There's plenty of people here. You can gift one member, pay it forward, especially if you've gotten gifteds in the past. Thank you so much for doing that, JC. It, it Like, having feature parity is the issue. I don't think people are expecting performance parity. I mean, the marketing for the Series S made it crystal clear you weren't going to get performance parity. They made it crystal clear you weren't going to get performance parity. They said it's going to lower the resolution. Now, they didn't say it was going to lower basically everything because it did, but I mean, they they at least marketed it as you're going to get you're going to get lower performance on 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 that on that box. You're spending less money so you're going to get you know you're going to get lower performance. Nintendo reportedly plans to release its next-gen console during the second half of 2024, okay? There were there were rumors it was going to be in the first half. I was saying feature parity is a big issue. I'm trying I'm tying performance to being a feature. Oh, I I cannot agree with that, Abe, because I they at least told people like you're not going to get the same performance. A 3090 can't even do 4K 120. I don't know why anybody thought they were going to be getting 4K 4K 20, 120. They never they never established that. 
Gameplay features aren't possible without specs to meet certain performance thresholds. It's possible that companies uh, go back to the PS2, PS3 era strategy. They would remove a bunch of features to backport. I could see them using this for the PS5 Pro if it's too strong when compared to others. You think Xbox is going to do that? Just start removing features to get games to come out? I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I sold both and got a PC. I mean, I I don't dislike, you know, PC Master Race people. I mean, you made your account, what is that, 21 days ago. So, I I don't even care. I don't, I don't. I don't like brand new members that have, you know, had an account for two weeks. <clears throat> I remember hearing 4K up to 120 and the marketing back then, and even I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, he even says in the Series S marketing, he says, uh, he, he, <laughs> he says that they're going to be able to do native 4K, which is insane. Um, I mean, that's absolutely insane to think that you're going to be able to get native 4K on a, on a $500 box. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what they were smoking whenever they were doing that marketing, but man, oh man, did they, did they miss the mark? They missed the mark. Performance isn't just a graphics thing. It's more than that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, Abe, that, that performance, you know, uh, is more than just a graphics thing. I'm not going to disagree with that. But at the same time, I, I don't think we can say, well, they, there needs to be performance parity between the Series S and the X because performance is a feature. I, I feel like we're, we're stretching... Uh, definitions and categories by doing that like I don't I don't think that that is a fair expectation I don't I don't I don't see that as being a fair expectation to be like well you know performance is a feature so if we're gonna get feature parity then then we ought to get the same performance on the series s as the x I feel like I've just did a couple of you know logical backflips uh, to get to that, and I don't, I don't think that's a well, I don't think that's well argued. I think it's okay that the Series S does not match the performance of the Series X. That was quite literally in, that was in the marketing. That was that was it was in the marketing. That no, you're you're not you're not gonna be able to do that. You're not gonna be able to get a uh, a, a similar performance. You're gonna get at the very least, you're gonna get lower resolution. At the very least, you're going to get lower resolution. What about the crazy load times on the PS5, which leads to seamless rift jumping and ratchet and clank? That's how I tie performance to being a feature. I Okay, I'm not saying that you can't, at some level, establish performance as a feature. I don't then, therefore, think you can establish that feature parity between the S and the X needs to be with respect to performance. I, I don't... That feels like a non-sequitur to me. It doesn't logically follow. When series like id and Bungie can't make their magic on the S, then yes, there's an issue, says F the Cat. Can't the series S users just live with games coming out on their console later 
than the S. I think he meant to say than the X. It will not be the first time expectations are not fulfilled. Right, but... (laughs) It's a marketing nightmare no matter what they do, brother. Right now, they're not getting Baldur's Gate 3. Arguably, everybody who owns a Series X, they're getting held back because of the Series S. It's like, well... I, I could get the game. I get the game right now, but you want to play around Series S, so I don't get the game. It's it's marketing nightmare no matter what you do. There's there's no there's no path forward here that's not damaging to the Xbox brand. Bungie's an elitist company that doesn't even want to make their game run well on the S. I'm not sure what you mean by that. 4K 120 should be possible on the X and the PS5 HDMI ports and the cables so the box they come in aren't lying. The rest of the hardware inside just doesn't allow games to meet that performance. Held back because they don't have enough devs. That's just that's just dishonest framing. Like you're being dishonest. That's a character flaw in you. That's a personal problem. To look at the Series S and the memory constraints and say, well, it's only being held back because they don't have enough devs. You're a liar, man. Like, I don't know why you would lie like that for a company. It's so much easier to just be a truth teller and be like, Series S is the problem. Like, I read through an article from Windows Central. Like, they are... Jez Corden is consistently positive about xbox like he's in their corner he's on a podcast about xbox and even he sees this is the reality this is the reality you aren't getting 4k 120 on these consoles that has nothing to do with being dishonest your your choose your choice to be dishonest has nothing to do with 4k 120 being on a box Baldur's Gate 3 is one game, and I don't... People care. Oh, you don't think people care about Baldur's Gate 3? (laughs) Okay, okay. It's literally like going to be the liquor store to get a case of beer, but your friend is with you and doesn't have their ID, so the cashier won't let you buy the beer. Right. Larian getting criticized for having too many devs and setting standards and also too few devs for the S. (laughs) Xbox can't make the S a cloud box, says YouTube Lurker. The number one market for Xbox in the US uh, and the internet access sucks here. Q5 chatter saying my internet's good. The problem with the S is it's underpowered for next-gen console but is their it's their most sold console so they they couldn't cut it out even if they wanted to you can mute the beat button when turning on the ps5 this will save lives <laughs> I, I saw that this morning uh, it's pretty funny oh man it's true they don't how many in chat are buying it day one I like the it's it's just so interesting it's like so once you start you 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 visibly and clearly 
are losing the argument now that now the response is well nobody cares it's not a, it's not a lot it's not a popular game what ba- Baldur's Gate 3 is not a it's not popular like I'm not because I own it <laughs> How, how many people have wishlisted it on Steam? Where is it sitting right now? Let's check. Why isn't it on my Steam database? I thought it was coming out this week. Is it Friday? Oh, it's coming out of early access, right? So it won't be listed on this Steam database site. I can't get the count. I, I'm pretty sure Baldur's Gate 3 is pretty popular. Lono, you're being too generous, says Derek. This guy's main argument is the stomp my feet fallacy. Yo, a five spot from No Face Lord. Hope all is well, Lono. Enjoy. Thank you so much, No Face Lord. According to this report from thegamer.com, Baldur's Gate 3 has already sold over a million copies on Steam. It's literally the number two on top sellers. Yeah, nobody cares about this game. It's the second most sold game on Steam, but Nobody cares about it. Oh, it was three years ago in 2020 when they had sold 3 million copies. Like, where where else can you go? Where else can you go? You, you tried, you guys tried a couple of times to say, oh, it's not the Series S, it's the devs. You tried that. And now you're trying to say, well, no one cares about that game. No one's going to buy it. Three years ago, they had sold one million copies. It's the second most purchased game right now on Steam. Where else can you go? What else you got? Isn't it, isn't it easier to just admit that the situation is not good? That the, that the, that the situation is concerning? Isn't that easier? How's it doing with PlayStation 5 pre-orders? I I don't know. That that has nothing to do with the discussion. It's next step it's Sony's fault. Yeah, we always end up talking about Sony. We always end up talking about Sony. Like track with the sheer lunacy of the argument. It's been stated 10 times over in multiple interviews that the problem is the memory constraints of the Series S, but I'm going to insist on a false narrative that the actual problem is the devs don't have enough resources. When that gets falsified because it is quite literally a fallacious argument, it is illogical, it's nonsensical as an argument, I'm going to try to claim that the game isn't popular. Then, when that gets falsified by the fact that three years ago it had sold a million copies copies on Steam. It's the second most purchased game on Steam right now. What am I going to do? Well, what how many people are buying it on Sony? It's like it's it's quite literally like talking to a crazy person. It's like talking to a crazy person. I 
I'll tell you one of the reasons why on days like today, a lot of the Xbox fans that I'm familiar with, you want to know why they don't show up? Because some of y'all go so crazy, they don't want to be associated with you. (laughs) They're literally like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk on those days. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to stand to these. I don't want to stand next to these crazies, dude. I can't do it. That's the point. The PlayStation fanboys don't care about the game. What what point does that? How does that point matter in the grand scheme of the discussion? How how does that logically follow? Series S is a problem. We have an example of a developer having problems with it. Jess Corden writes an article. He says, this is a crisis for Xbox long-term. This is a long-tail challenge having this hardware constraints. Yeah, yeah, but 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 PlayStation fanboys don't care about Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, oh, okay, so? Okay, now that you got that out of your system, what do you have, like anti-Sony Tourette's? Now that you got that out of your system... What about everything that we've talked about today? What? What about everything else that we outlined today? Shout out to Doc Dark. (laughs) Yeah. I hope the people defending Xbox this hard have the same dedication in real life things. This is crazy. Oh, it was number one on Steam for a few weeks. What beat it? Starfield? Baldur's Gate 3 launched exclusive to Stadia early access with features that didn't work, says F the Cat. Can I get it too long? Didn't read. All right, I'll give you guys a summary. Make sure you're smashing the like button. We should easily have over 500 likes by now. Uh, We've had a huge, huge day on members. If you guys want to push this, you have a little bit of time. We're going to be going to a premiere in about nine minutes. You can hit 150, and then instead of owing you 25, I'll uh, I'll owe you 30 members. So basically, there was a Jez Corden article from Windows Central that felt to me like I was reading summaries of some of my videos over the last couple of years. Starting around, I don't know, sometime in 2021, I started drawing attention to the fact that I felt the Series S was a self-made Trojan horse. I felt like it was going to be a serious problem for uh, the ecosystem, right? I think the earliest time we did a live show... We didn't do a live show about it until the middle of 2022. Now, that was a brewing conversation, though. In August of 2022, I did a show about the Series S, but from December, it was sometime in 2021, we started talking about it, and then going into 2022, more and more evidence started coming out that the Series S was going to be a problem. So, Jez Corden outlines all these issues that he sees, both with respect to third-party developer relationships... Uh, He also sees it as problematic with respect to the PS5 sales, uh, the PS5 Pro. He feels that gap widening. Right now, the PlayStation 5 sales was sort of the catalyst to him talking about this. He was essentially saying, PlayStation 5 just hit 40 million sales. That's now 2 to 1, right? That's now 2 to 1 to Xbox's market saturation this generation. And it looks like the Series S is going to continue to make things worse. Now, he also talked about how cloud and the Series S have come at a cost of the Series X as well as just widening that gap. 
And so he's concerned about a whole swath of things in his article. So I read through his article, just cited a lot of things that he was saying, and I was like, I've been saying this stuff for years, and I was called a hater and a Sony pony. He is basically either just now waking up to these realities, or, as I said, sort of defending him, him sort of believing that this could work out in Xbox's favor makes sense. The promises that the Series S brought with performance at the price point that it was at he thought that's going to turn the tide. He was also really bullish about cloud gaming. He thought cloud gaming was going to be really influential this generation. It wasn't. Now, it could be in the long term. I think that's one of the reasons that Microsoft's setting their sights on ABK and they want King Mobile and they want to bolster up their cloud footprint with respect to gaming because I think they see that cloud gaming will be endemic to gaming. It just isn't doing very well right now. Okay? So... He basically outlined all those problems. So I just read through them. So we've just been debating with the audience about what does this mean for the future of the Series X? What does this mean for the future of the platform? What does it mean for the future of games and third-party relationships? How is the PS5 Pro going uh, you know, to, to land in, in relation to this? What are, what are all of the out, outlier and, and you know, reverberative problems that are going to happen within the market because Microsoft decided to do this thing with the Series S. So, fundamentally, I think that the Series S strategy failed. The Xbox Series S, as a box, what they were hoping to get out of it, what they were hoping it would do, it didn't happen. In fact, in in my estimation, it made things worse. That is essentially what today's argument has been about. Do you think the next Xbox is going to be cheap, but the performance will be tiered behind subscription like Netflix, where you got to pay for 4K? I don't know. I don't think so. Kind of crazy when you make a successor game uh, and you take crap you learn from the previous ones and make a better one. Oh, hey, Diablo 4 devs. (laughs) Right. Even when you're running a Microsoft-centric website, it's difficult to ignore what's right in front of your eyes. That's exactly right. And the reason that I, I leaned on, on, on Jez Corden so much today is, is because it's like, I've said this a bunch already. Let him say it. Like, if can he convince you? Because if he can't convince you, then nobody can. If Xbox, if pro Xbox outlets start coming out and just shooting straight about the Series S and the hardware challenges that are coming, if if they can't convince you, then no one will. No one will convince you. You're just you you are stuck in a in a in a pre a, a predetermined uh, position. You're like, well, no, I'm not gonna move from this position no matter what I see or hear. It's bootleg jazz. I'm not sure what you're saying. What do you mean it's bootleg? jazz anyone who thinks cloud is actually going to be a thing is smoking the whole pack no I think cloud will be a thing it's just going to take a long time to get there I don't think it's going to be a thing in the next five years I think it's got a t- I think in 10 years it will it will it will start to take off I think the mark the thing that's going to have to happen and this is probably maybe a silver lining from the Activision Blizzard deal is that Microsoft will put pressure and and on on the government they'll also potentially put pressure on on uh, lobbying to force the internet service providers to make good on their promises and to get our fiber network up and running 
Jess Corden's bootleg jazz. There's only one real jazz. Oh, bootleg jazz is what ponies call them. Oh, come on. There's no reason to do that. Um, stuck in a top, a, a tautological feedback loop. It'll be a thing years in the future. Give it 10 more years to be mainstream. We need infrastructure upgrades. Right. I think that's primarily the issue. Like you need companies like Microsoft to put pressure or invest their own monies into the infrastructure. Like if they don't do it, if the government doesn't step in and try to push it either, then we're we're just we're not going to see what we want to see. Like we're we're not going to see the, the the cloud get to where it needs to be because what's always going to happen with cloud is People are going to try it and they're going to be like, this sucks. And then that's all that it takes. I think that's why cloud gaming is it's on shaky ground. It's on shaky ground because like no matter how much they talk it up, hype it up and try to sell it to you. If you have one bad experience with cloud gaming, you're going to be like, eh, and then you're not going to try it again for probably a pretty long time. If it it's just, it's one of those things where it's like you do, right now you don't have to cloud game. It's like it's an option. And you try it and it runs poorly, you're going to be like, "Well, okay, I'll just go back to playing traditional then." Now, some people use it on the Xbox and the PlayStation to like try a game out. It's faster than installing it. The more form factor shrinks, the more we're going to move toward cloud. Yeah, but until they can get the latency in check, which is wholly dependent upon the infrastructure, we're stuck. So, hey, Kick, I'm going to go ahead and shut down. Kick, if you want to come over to the premiere and the members-only debrief, you got to head over to YouTube. Um, so I'm going to send you guys to a premiere, and I'm going to gift the members. So make sure you click on this link. Make sure you head to the premiere. It's your greatest chance of getting uh, the members. And the reason that I do this is I wait until the very last minute for you guys to hit the goal. And then I say, hey, man, thanks so much for that hitting that member goal today. And I pay it forward to you during the member uh, during the premiere. Smash that like button. We are super close to 500 likes. So many of you guys edge on the likes and like you refuse to click that like button. Do that. And then when you get over to this premiere, smash the like button again. When the premiere ends, I am going to be hanging out with members. So it's a great reason to become a member today. You can be there for the debrief. I will see you guys over there in the uh, in the uh, in the premiere video that's hitting right now.